Hello everyone, this is the second part of the Stroke uh, podcast. Uh, today our main focus will be on the presentation. So how would you expect a stroke patient to present? The first initial or classical presentation is weakness. You know, it's, it's a unilateral weakness. It's, it's a certain and which progresses, escalates rapidly and uh, with a hemiplegic pattern you know so that is something which you have to look for the second thing talking problems speeching there can be dysarthria or dysphagia right uh, a dysphagia indicates a damage to the dominant frontal or parietal lobe whereas dysarthria is more like non-localizing feature the visual deficit visual loss and stroke can be due to unilateral optic ischemia uh, called as amaurosis fugax if transient caused by disturbance of blood flow in the internal carotid artery and ophthalmic artery but i haven't seen i mean there can be again if a mild visual deficit uh, major visual deficit but uh, usually i the stroke patients i have seen you know they have their main concern is weakness uh, visual, visual spatial dysfunction, a damage to the non-dominant cortex, again, will not focus on this. Or ataxia, stroke causing damage to the cerebellum and its connections can present as an acute ataxia. And then headaches, uh, sudden severe headache is a cardinal symptom of, again, it's a clapping like, you know. Uh, it's subarachnoid hemorrhage, but also occurs in intracerebral hemorrhage. So, again, if a stroke patient has headache, it should sort of uh, uh, suggest an adverse uh, prognosis. A lot of these patients have seizures as well. So again, we will look into all these uh, clinical presentations, what they suggest and how you will manage that. I am not going to go deep into pathophysiology, uh, but I would like to at least discuss some of the things as we said in the past stroke the most common cause is ischemic stroke you know which can be and there are loads of uh, risk factors but, and if you will think of a cerebral vascular territory obviously what is stroke basically it is occlusion of a cerebral vessel right and uh, which causes ischemia which causes eventual reperfusion but 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 that occlusion that jam that whatever you may call it you know can be either caused by a defect within the vessel or something which comes far from it. and by that i mean the primary or something like an emboli right so i think those are the important things which have to be considered uh, while not only managing but also di diagnosing uh, stroke pathophysiology or stroke diet you know conditions uh, Risk factors, age is the most common risk factor, then of male more than female, uh, African-American or Afro-Caribbean more than Asian and European, and previous vascular events. And again, what well, is very obvious, you know, myocardial infarction, because myocardial infarction can cause heart dysfunction, heart arrhythmias, atrial fibrillation can result in stroke. Stroke, if you have a previous stroke, obviously, which means that there was a primary vascular defect and that can result in a subsequent stroke, right? Uh, a peripheral vascular disease, deep thrombosis, those kind of problems, heredity, this is heredity and 
high fibrinogen. Again, I'm not sure about high fibrinogen part, but there are some modifiable risk factors as well. And modifiable include blood pressure. Uh, again, I have to see because there are a lot of things, you know, we're like, which one is better, which one is so cigarette smoking, obviously, diabetes mellitus, excessive alcohol intake, hyperlipidemia, and even heart disease, because if you control your heart disease, that will also mitigate some of the stroke occurrences. Uh, also, estrogen-containing pills, whether this OCP, hormone replacement therapy, and polycythemia. So those are a few of the risk factors, or I would say etio, uh, etiologies, which may uh, result in um, the stroke pathogenesis. I and then the next thing they are uh, discussing the neuronal ischemia infarction. It's again, it's as I said, it's very basic. It's your uh, once you have uh, proximal ischemia, uh, you have reduction in oxygen supply. You have reduction in ATP uh, production. Uh, protons are produced by anaerobic metabolism of available glucose. And again, there is a cytotoxic edema, there is membrane depolarizing, but now we know it's far more complicated than just uh, these things. They have definitely discussed a little bit of intracerebral uh, hemorrhages as well, uh, because as I said, it's a 10% cause of acute strokes and uh, usually results from the rupture of a blood vessel. Okay, that's the thing with ischemic versus... Uh, uh, hemorrhagic stroke. There is more. There is a there is a rupture of the blood vessel, and uh, obviously, then you know risk factors again ages, but hypertension. You gotta uh, remember that. So those are uh, you know again there is a lot of other um, uh, hemorrhagic etiologies. Like I think on the common is uh, amyloid angiopathy. You know and impaired blood clotting. And so those substance misuse, alcohol has been. Uh, ascertained as a uh, cause of hemorrhagic strokes um, then amphetamines we're actually studying uh, whether methamphetamines or I mean I think sort of it has already been known in the past but we're doing more uh, research on the, that subject as well as cocaine you know can uh, accelerate or be responsible for intrahemorrhagic strokes uh, that would be interesting because hemorrhaging why ischemic so that's uh uh yes i don't know why we're looking for the blood pressure so uh clinical features as i said uh, acute stroke and transient ischemic attacks rapid onset you know and uh, typical uh occurs over minutes uh, affects uh, an identifiable area of the brain it is negative in, in character uh, confusion, memory loss, balance disturbance are more often due to stroke mimic. So if you see something more uh, memory related or just a balance that can be a stroke mimic and there are various differentials of uh, stroke uh, mimics and there can be structural stroke mimics and I think it's an interesting conversation. And those stroke mimics, uh, which are the structural, can be obviously due to tumors, metastases, subdural hematomas, abscesses, uh, demyelination. And functional uh, stroke mimics, TARDS, paresis, classical epileptic seizure, uh, hypoglycemia, migrainous aura, um, focal seizures, Meniere's disease, you know, it's a vestibular disorder, but there is a lot of, you know, nausea, headache, you know, 
fullness of the year but but and, and conversion disorder i have seen loads now well not loads of patients but, but quite a few patients who have conversion disorder it's a pretty complicated condition i think a lot of these patients are on a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and encephalitis so you have those things and um, but i think again it's important to i think we're kind of going on a different tangent here trying to uh, you know, uh, discuss or uh, differentiate stroke within stroke. I mean, it's an important topic. But again, as a stroke mimics, you know, they are slower in onset, gradual progression, you know, deficit is variable, non-specific pattern, and loss of consciousness is more common actually in these stroke mimics. So again, I'm not going to go more into that. It is a weakness of arm, face. You know, we have that fast protocol, which a lot of people followed to uh, ascertain uh, a stroke diagnosis and the clinical presentation again depends on the arterial territory is involved as suitable and again a lot of these patients may be suitable for carotid and arterectomy as we see in our hospital now again we'll go more into the management as well but surgical management definitely is an option in, in a lot of stroke patients uh, these days uh, then there is obviously transient ischemic attack. It's very common discovery stroke which symptoms resolve within 24 hours. So, you know, but I think even in a TAA suspected stroke, you have to follow the same. <clears throat> and by definition, stroke describes those events which symptoms last more than 24 hours. So if the symptoms do not last for more than 24 hours, that is not considered a stroke. Then you have a stroke in evolution. It is a focal neurological deficit worsens after the patient first presents. Uh, maybe have some hemorrhagic transformation and completed stroke describes a stroke in which the focal deficit persists and is not progressing. So again, as I said, those were the common clinical features, some etiopathogenesis, you know, hemorrhagic stroke. We talked about stroke mimics. I think it's an important uh, section of this uh, part. And um, next we will go into management and investigation. Uh, done in these uh, stroke patients. Thank you for listening.